0: Hey everyone! Live from SpinWeb in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is Spin Radio, the digital marketing podcast for marketing directors and business leaders. I'm Michael Reynolds,
1: and I'm Abby Stern,
0: and we're your host today. Glad you've joined us. Allison's in the studio again. Hi, up, Allison. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad you're here.
2: Thanks for having me again.
0: Sure thing. So if you are just joining us, maybe a new listener, uh, we broadcast things on Twitter, so you can follow along if you're listening live, and they'll still be there after the fact because nothing on the internet ever goes away it's there forever as we know even on Twitter Abby's making a face as if that's not true no it is everything's there forever mm-hmm. pretty much in it's some just, form. that's just
1: not part of our opening statement I know.
0: Oh. oh sorry alright <laughs> Abby's raining me in <laughs> you can follow show notes on Twitter uh, Amy Methrell is tweeting today. She'll tweet out links and other stuff that kind of goes deeper into what we talk about today.
1: Mm-hmm. And then if you don't want to use Twitter, because there are some people out there that don't.
0: Oh, the hashtag is Spin Radio.
1: Yep, the hashtag is Spin Radio. I to say that. Mm-hmm. Then you can go ahead and ask your questions or send us comments or follow, I don't know, email us for show notes <laughs> at radio at spinweb.net, and we'll go ahead and take care of answering any of your questions at the end of the episode today. I will be managing the email um I've yet to have someone actually email us while we're on the air.
0: It's usually after the fact. It is usually yeah, most after people the fact. listen on demand, which is very understandable. It's mm, a podcast it's totally and it's more convenient that way. So that's totally fine. We we'll have emails twenty four seven anytime. That's great. Yeah. We will get them. We so will get them. yeah. So Allison.
2: What's so, up today? How are you doing? I'm doing great. What do you want for lunch today? Oh that's a good question.
0: You, you think about doing a show. We'll get okay. to that. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. So we got a great show today. Today Thank you. we're gonna to be discussing a case study on mm-hmm. blogging for traffic, leads and sales and specifically how blogging um, creates traffic leads and sales. A uh, very specific yeah. case study from one of our clients. So uh, should be a lot of fun, a lot of takeaways, I think, for a lot of people kind of looking at this strategy um, for getting more sales and more revenue. So that's going to be fun. But first, before we get to that, as always, Weekly Roundup. All right, I got two things. Let's see. I'll going to refresher and see if Abby has any more things. Did you, did you add anything?
1: I, it should have added. Well, I haven't
0: add? refreshed yet, so oh, okay. I will soon find out. I don't see it. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't see it. Try again. Try again.
1: Because I did.
0: There we I go. Just had to, had to head refresh a couple oh, times. There it is. <laughs> so we have three things today. <laughs> I have two things. One of them is, is kind of funny. It is oh a Google gosh. Plus announcement. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. No. What? Yes. I, you heard me correctly. What's Google, Google Plus? Plus? Exactly. So,
1: <laughs> A failed social is, marketing platform.
0: This is reported by our friends over at Edge of the Web Radio, uh, also a digital marketing podcast, uh, which we enjoy. And they are reporting, uh, actually directly from Google's own blog, that Google is going to introduce the new Google Plus. Plans to retire the classic version. I, I
1: don't understand why. <laughs> so I think like it's
0: interesting that they're calling their current version the classic version as if it's like – it's not that great. They're trying
1: to make fetch happen with Google Plus,
2: and it's not <laughs> Allison, happening.
0: You look like you're about to say something.
2: She is. She wants to. Well, I don't understand why they don't just buy a social network and then, you. Like, like Twitter? And then make it bomb. Like Twitter. <laughs> they could save Twitter. They well, could probably get it for a real cheap discount right now. Yeah. Well, here is the earth
0: shattering <laughs> update true. on the new Google Plus. So, the new Google Plus, not the classic, but the new Google Plus, here's the new features they will be hiding low quality comments. I'm going to let that sink in. Okay. Oh,
1: wait. Okay.
0: They will give you less white space, more posts, and they will bring back event creation. Um, Ta-da! Um, I don't even know what half of that <laughs> <means>. <laughs> That's First the new so what is, what's, what's the a
2: definition a, of a low, low quality? quality.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that's a good question. Uh, basically, they're just saying that Google will hide comments that are lower in quality so the user can focus on comments that matter the most. First
2: of all. No.
0: So, anyway. So, basically, it's Google Plus the same <laughs> just calling know. it new do Damn. I still have to
2: put people in circles because I don't have I don't time know. for that
0: so honestly I mean I guess we'll, we'll, yeah. pay, we'll keep an eye on it in case it's relevant but I don't see it being terribly relevant
1: so I'm gonna go ahead Gosh. and say you cannot find me on Google Plus now or
0: anytime in the future meanwhile in networks that actually matter <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a Facebook update today. We're
2: going to get a hate letter from Google. They're going to be like, you guys are dead to us. Or they'll thank me for saying, bye Twitter. There you go. Yeah, that's true,
0: too. (laughs) You heard it here first. So uh, this was reported this morning, actually, no, I'm sorry, late last night by uh, John Loomer, johnloomer.com. Facebook is introducing a new feature for advertisers called automated rules, which let you automate ad maintenance. So this is actually very significant. I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy this. So... How often do we build ads and then we have to go in, you know, periodically to check our spending, check our click-through rate, check the ad performance. And, you know, we want to drop ads that aren't performing well and generally do some optimization manually, right? Mm -hmm. So now Facebook is introducing automated rules, which means you can set thresholds and tell Facebook to take certain actions like discontinue running your ad or put it on pause if a certain threshold is met. So, for example... If you want to set a cost per result or cost per click or cost per lead threshold and you don't want to go beyond a certain dollar amount, um, you know, cost per lead, you can tell Facebook to discontinue your ad once it reaches that threshold. So that's only one example out of many, but this will actually free up a lot of time for marketers because some of the automation or some of the optimization is built in in automated rules. And it actually, the only way you can do it right now is continuously. There's no like, you know, frequency you can set basically it's just continuously it's like every 30 minutes is kind of the the default so you basically run it on autopilot and then if you want want to make sure you're not spending too much per lead or or per impression or uh frequency of reach or things like that um you can set those automated rules so i think it's very significant this is actually a big big update
2: is this already active in (laughs) business manager
0: it appears to be already active it's in uh as manager and uh power editor so Hmm. It should be available to just about everybody by now. Maybe rolling out slowly as Facebook sometimes does, and, and some people see it, some people don't. But um, I think it's it's officially public now. So go check it out and see if you can uh, see if you have the feature. And the, the John Loomer does a great job of doing a walkthrough of how to do it as well. So if you want to check it out, check the show notes there. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. There it is. So go Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of Facebook,
1: speaking of Facebook, HubSpot and Facebook and Instagram are all one big happy family. <laughs> Um, everybody's integrating and talking to each other so this was released yesterday I want to say yep yesterday Mm -hmm. yesterday by HubSpot so Facebook and Instagram ads are now you can now integrate them into your HubSpot account so that you can
0: with the ads uh, add-on with
2: the ads add-on which costs money it does (laughs) But it's, I I think it's worth it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think it's worth it. It's the reporting
0: add on that we have. It's the reporting.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's the reporting add on that I think is a little bit weird, but the, the ads add on definitely, I think, especially now that Facebook is a part of it, Mm -hmm. I think that the value is definitely there. paying for it. You still can't create ads in. No. Not Facebook
1: ads. You create them in Facebook. In Facebook. Right. And then you connect them to your HubSpot Mm -hmm. to automatically start tracking all of your ad campaigns. And then, of course the nice you know buzzword ROI that Mm -hmm. lots of people want to hear about you can start to track where customers coming from and then pull all that data together and find out how your different ads are going and what they're doing also with Instagram same thing so um, it's going to be reporting the same thing so you just the nice thing is the link in the show notes will link you to how to set this up if you're already using HubSpot and if you already have all of the systems and tools needed if not obviously you're going to have to pay to get some of these features but um the the article itself will actually walk you through exactly how to set it all up so yeah, that you can pretty, start pretty, reporting
0: yeah mm-hmm, it's like basically it, like, it gives like 2 seconds to set up
1: yeah so, so and it'll be great for optimization <clears throat> and reporting and data and and again it you know if it's not right for you think about it because again social media mainly facebook um there's a lot of businesses that are hanging out in these areas, so. so
0: if you're using HubSpot, go get it. Yeah. And if you're not using HubSpot, well, get on it.
2: And one note Come with on. with that integration, they also um, they also released the ability to track your ad spend based on the deals in your CRM. So if you're using the HubSpot CRM, then I would suggest that you go take a look at your settings and switch them over, so that way you can see um, you can see everything. Um, from beginning to end within your deals. And why
0: would you not be using HubSpot CRM? I'm <laughs> real biased today.
2: <laughs> I I mean, I tend to agree with you, but I... Have, I'm just like
0: totally biased. <laughs> I
2: have, we do have a few clients that use like Salesforce, Salesforce. Mm-hmm. and others. I know. Nobody ever got fired across, for buying Salesforce. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually just came
1: across someone who's using Membrane. Uh, you know, Membrane... Oh, somebody membrane said for Membrane for the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Membrane's so a I good... Thought, to wow. it, Everybody
2: that. talks about how... Everybody talks about how much mm-hmm. they liked it every yeah. time I yeah. hear Everybody's about good. it. Yeah.
1: yeah, I liked it. It
2: was
0: just,
1: we, yeah.
0: Anyway, we had our reasons for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. it just wasn't yeah. for us.
0: It wasn't yeah. for us. Not right timing. So, a lot of big updates, even from Google. E- well, Plus,
1: well, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if I'd call their update big, but
0: mm. <laughs> fair enough.
1: Go get it, Google. You do. All need right. Google.
0: So, our deep dive today, let's go ahead and segue into that. Um, we are Again, we're going to talk about a case study on blogging for traffic leads and sales. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, mm-hmm. we're going to keep our client anonymous. Um, it is a B2B organization um, and over many years we have worked with them and this kind of applies to a lot of different types of companies but over many years we've worked with them um, to implement a a digital marketing program and so it includes lots of things not just blogging includes things like webinars uh, downloadable offers gated content video uh, search engine optimization social media all sorts of things kind of tactics going into the overall strategy But blogging is a really significant keystone for most digital marketing programs, and it's kind of a good foundational element that a lot of companies can see a lot of value from. And so we're going to focus in on just that piece of it and and touch on some other pieces as well, but just kind of how that piece led them from – I think it was 2012 we started with them.
2: Yeah, the program started it was. back in
0: 2012. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to four years, you know, later today, and kind of the results from that. So, uh, I'll kind of set things up, and then Allison, I know Abby and I can just kind of ask you some questions on how how to unpack what happened here, if that's okay. Sure. So, um, it started off. Um, let's, let's actually start with the buy-in portion. So first of all – actually, no, I'm going to change my mind. Let's not start with the buy-in. Let's start with <laughs> – We can start wherever you want. Let's start wherever you want. So first of all, this is not a market or an industry that's terribly exciting, right? That's correct. I mean, obviously, some people it's exciting, but it's kind of a, a general kind of uh, conservative B2B industry. So – What's what's one of the key elements that you think made them successful from a creative standpoint?
2: So I think that they they did a really good job, and they continue to do a really good job of injecting their company culture and personality into their content. So what could be considered as very dry and boring content actually comes to life through the personality uh, of their writers and of the of the team members. And they have a lot of different team members that are currently contributing content. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's very important to them that the people come across. And I think that they've done a really good job of that through written content. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And the results kind of speak for themselves. So if you look at the results and we'll kind of unpack how how the results happened um, from about that three to four year span of time, um, we see organic search traffic for their website go up by 290%. Yeah. Which is
2: That's insane. I mean, I mean, it's pretty awesome. significant.
0: It, well, yeah, insane in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at the graph, obviously, if you're listening because you can't see this because it's a podcast, but I'm looking at the graph here, and over the first you know, two and a half-ish years, um, it was fairly steady. We see a steady, slow, steady increase, but it was nothing dramatic or earth-shattering. And then in year three, we start to see a dramatic uptick, don't we? Mm-hmm. We see the organic search traffic basically tripled. I mean, it basically just skyrocketed in that last year, and even today, we're seeing it go up and up and up. And so right off the bat, we're seeing that, you know, traffic was extremely well impacted by their blogging program, um, and organic search traffic was a huge part of that. And so we're seeing that we beat this drum a lot. It takes time, right? We always say over and over, this stuff takes time. Well, here's proof. People don't want to wait for it a lot of times, but here is the actual proof that if you do put the time and the effort in, then you're really smiling in year two or three. (laughs) Right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and a lot of their organic search traffic comes from just a handful of blog posts that have been really successful over the years. So, and they only blog twice a month. They only blog twice a month, which, which is, is not which is not usually what we recommend. We usually recommend right. more frequently than that. But um, in this particular industry, it was it's probably okay because they are definitely a leader in this, and they continue to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it just shows that the consistency of, of what they put in. And it's you know there are a handful of really specific keywords that you wouldn't expect um, that you wouldn't expect to probably rank for very quickly. They've been able to build that up over the last five years, four years.
0: So while we're on that topic of traffic, the takeaway from this or a couple of takeaways are one, it's quality over quantity sometimes. Yep, yeah. So a lot of people say, well, blog every day or blog every week, and that's not a bad thing. But I would rather see people blog twice a month and make their articles really, really deep and high quality versus every week, and they're just kind of fluff, right? Mm -hmm. That seems to make more of a difference. So that takeaway is very significant. And then you mentioned consistency and personality as well. So consistency, they don't really – there's no gaps. It's always very consistent, so their audience expects it. But tell me more about how personality led to increased traffic as well and increased attention on their articles.
2: Sure, yeah. So a lot of of their posts – I shouldn't say a lot of their posts – they will – talk about any kind of uh, any of their community involvement. They always tie that kind of stuff back in. Um, They like to add posts in a month in addition to their every other week. They like to, to add posts about um, like an employee spotlight Mm -hmm. to really um, kind of boost their, their team. And honestly, those are some of the most popular posts that they have. Um,
0: Yeah. It kind of personalizes the brand. Yeah,
2: it does. It does. It, It makes it more, um, human. Yeah. It makes it more human mm-hmm. and they have a very strong subscriber base. So the subscriber base gets really excited about that kind of stuff because it's more than just a random blog article or mm-hmm. title. It, they, they're thinking, Oh, this could be a potential team member that I might work with. Or, um, yeah, it, it could it be a something. Name It does the, put yeah. a face to the name. So, yeah, so they, they're taking any, any of their, like I said, community involvement, any of their, um, you know, any kind of quirks about their personality and they put that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's I love it. I think it's great. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's been very effective and organic is is probably the most interesting metric that a lot of companies are focused on. But even besides organic, their traffic on every area is up,
2: mm-hmm. which, yeah. is, which
0: is nice. And so let's move on to leads now because we're talking sure. about um, traffic leads and sales. And by the way, I want to kind of pause here and just, we were talking about this before the show started, Allison, that a lot of people overcomplicate this stuff when it comes down to it. They do. You know, it's really about getting traffic to your website, getting awareness of your brand, and turning that traffic into leads people that will give you contact information and get into your CRM and kind of hang out and develop a relationship, and then selling things, making sales. It's really those are the three elements to a successful digital marketing strategy. There's all sorts of little tactics in there that are unique and detailed, but really that's what it comes down to, and they've done a great job of focusing on those big metrics. And so when it comes to leads, what are some things they've done to generate leads? Yeah, related so they to their blogging program.
2: Sure, yeah. So they have um, they have a very consistent and I think I consider it to be very sophisticated webinar program or webcast, as you like to. I do like to say webcast. You like to use the term webcast. Um, sorry, so. Yeah, so they they engage in in quarterly webinars that are always around around a very specific topic that will help their industry and then at the end of that then there's usually some sort of call to action about how um about how they can help in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, their webinar program is actually very strong. And the uh, the only advice that you know I would give them and I have given them is do it more frequently. Yeah, I would love for yeah. them to do it more often. <laughs> Move it from quarterly to monthly. So we talk about quality over quantity. This is one of those cases where you can keep the quality but add the quantity, and it's going to only just amplify it.
2: Especially in this case because there yeah. are different sections to this business. So yeah. if, if one section is maybe potentially um, – if they don't have the capacity for that, then another mm-hmm. section could pick it up. So yeah, it, exactly. they, yeah, there are lots of opportunities for that there. And in addition to the webinars, they are, um, they're putting out very sophisticated, informational, um, high quality downloadable pieces as well. Mm-hmm. And things that are like, I guess they're, they're more fun. So we've done a few fun posters that are mm-hmm. for their audience to then put up in their um, to put up in the, in their offices or for them to send to their for mm-hmm. the clients to send to their audience, yeah, useful so,
0: infographics and posters and things that yeah. actually you know contain useful information and people. Those really have been really fun stuff. to yeah. work yeah. along,
2: work on with them. I think. And then from
0: a sales standpoint, um, again, kind of going on the case study we have here, sure. Um, some of the, I mean, we're in the six figures of revenue generated from organic search traffic from these efforts. Mm-hmm. So about a half a million dollars, basically, at the time of this case study, which you know we're beyond that now, and even more has happened. But about a half a million dollars, we were able to report coming from these traffic building efforts, uh, including 15 new clients, um, all sorts of activity happening from all these efforts that are very measurable. And so what has been the process to get leads into the sales process or
2: to become closed sales or new clients? Sure. So they have a very tight marketing team to sales relationship, which I think mm-hmm. is obviously important as Abby and I very well know that you have to be in communication with each other mm-hmm. and, and they have that and, mm-hmm. um, everybody's holding everybody else accountable along with that. And then, um, the marketing team, I think does a really awesome job of providing mm-hmm. supporting content pieces for what they, what the salespeople need mm-hmm. in order to effectively close that deal. Um, And then also, I've already mentioned this before, but their audience has become so loyal from a content perspective that, you know, the blogs are allowing them to, are allowing the company to stay at top of mind. Um, They're allowed, uh, it's allowing them to constantly have this, this um, um, like steady drumbeat of, um Communication mm-hmm. with their current clients. And these current There's clients often yeah. <laughs> either turn into referrals or a lot of repeat business. So that's the other thing that we see yeah. is that even though technically it doesn't get tracked because of the way that, that HubSpot does their metrics, it, once they're a customer, they're always a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we tracked the repeat business just from the content efforts alone, I think we could probably raise those numbers quite a bit.
0: And part of it is, I've noticed that, and this is going to sound bad, but it's actually in a good way, that they have kind of an old-school sales setup in a good way, a very good way. And honestly, I want to kind of make that statement that I think more companies need to put effort into an old school sales process combined with a newer digital marketing methodology and that's the strongest combination you can have. So many companies and so many actually mostly marketing people will push the idea of, you know, inbound marketing and digital marketing is just this glorious magical, you know, world of leads coming in everywhere and all sales has to do is pick up the phone and take orders. And on the other side of the equation you have, you know, companies that say, "Oh, well, digital marketing is not worth it. I have to just bang on the phone all day and cold call." And both have merit and if you combine digital lead generation techniques with intelligent strategy, and you combine that with, quote, old-school old sales methodology, like picking up the phone and calling people, working leads, using them to network, actually getting out and meeting people, and combine those together, you have an amazing combination and a really strong process. Would you agree? Yeah,
2: yeah, you know? absolutely.
0: So you can't forget... The traditional sales techniques that work and that are powerful, and you also can't ignore digital because that feeds a lot of the activity sales then picks up on. So I love, love, love seeing how they are so strong in both areas. It just makes me happy. Me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so that's really nice to see. So they are using HubSpot CRM, right?
2: Yes. They and are. HubSpot
0: Marketing Automation. So mm-hmm. HubSpot CRM is a nice tight integration to. Um, the marketing software so they're able to see that ROI reporting so um, mm-hmm. what else is there anything else that you've noticed from this particular company that they're doing that could be a good takeaway for others that are trying to kind of get their program in gear
2: well uh- I don't know if this is necessarily for somebody that's trying to get the program in gear at the very beginning, but something that they're, that they are able to do now that they have so, they have so much content going back years and years that they're able to repurpose a lot of older posts and refresh them um, and update it for whatever is applicable for this year and republish them. And what we have found in doing that is that it increases the organic search traffic to those blog posts when we do that. So, um, that's that's something that's currently on their list that the, that we are working towards. Now,
0: what about buy-in? As we wrap up, you mentioned mm, something about yes. how, how the buy-in process worked. Tell yeah. me about that because I think a lot of companies struggle with this when it comes to getting buy-in to try something new like digital.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So buy-in, I think, is probably the number one thing that we hear from marketing directors <laughs> is that they struggle with, how do I with, get my CEO to care, get my CO to care about this or how do I get my boss to, to show this? I have to prove these really strong figures – and in this case, um, this, this CEO, you know, allotted a, a budget towards marketing. And as we started to engage in marketing and as we started to publish content and really start to get things out there, um, it was almost more of the small wins and the small interactions that was proving to be just as valuable as the actual data. So things like the CEO would be out in the community and somebody would say, oh, we read your blog post today. This was really helpful. And that starting to hear that kind of stuff over and over again started to make him feel really good. And then that then allowed them over time to add resources. And it's more than just the CEO in this case, a lot of it's the team members. So they need the team, this particular team, they really need them involved in order to produce the quality content. So they are, um, they're still working on some of the areas, but I think that now that they're starting, now that one section is seeing the success of another section, then they think, oh, well now I can do that. Look at, look at how great that's doing. So now I want to do this. So it's, it's the small wins versus there's a big giant collective. Oh, I have to have this major ROI report. Um, I think that if it's just a study, um, if it's just a steady beat of showing, you know, these little wins over time, then it, it starts to, to make it a little bit, Uh, more real to people. And it's not just this fluffy thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, the marketing agency is saying you need to be doing.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. Love it. Anything else you would add? I don't think so. Some good takeaways. So uh, some good lessons in there. So consistency, uh, quality over quantity. I think we're kind of, you know, interested in that focus lately is making sure we focus more on quality and and the frequency isn't quite as important in some cases. And uh, and buy-in is slow and steady i mean sometimes you have to you know those, those little wins make a big difference so
2: sure. um and back to basics back to basics yeah if you it, there's traffic, no yeah th- there is no sales. point in doing any of the fancy things that people always want to do unless you have the fuel behind yeah. behind the fire the like, you, the you've got to have that yeah. yeah
0: all right right on well that was good that was Really, it's fun to unpack. I like seeing that because that's one of our uh, most interesting case studies. Oh there: uh, Yes, I love talking about <laughs> We this have one. many of those case studies, but they're, they're a lot of fun. So uh, thanks for sharing. Yeah, also, Thanks for having me. Yeah.: All right. we will wrap up here in a few minutes, but we have uh, one event coming up. We've got uh, a webcast. I'm saying webcast because it's me. It's, that's fine. I'm trying to. Make Plus it's a, happen. but
2: it's a spin web <laughs> thing.: It is a spin web thing. So they use the term webinar. We use What's the, the date?
0: Do you guys remember the date?
2: February 9th, February
0: 9th? It is, uh, oh, yeah, Secrets of, Secrets of Advanced Social Media Advertising. It's an encore from the presentation I did at Inbound in November. I uh, got a ton of great feedback on that, so I will be doing it again as a webcast uh, next month. So check it out. The uh, link is in the show notes. The link is uh, being tweeted out as well. Um, so love to see you there. So with that, uh, next week's show, let's talk about next week's show real quick. I know Abby and I are going to have a lot of fun with this one. This one is going to be a blast. Uh, What is next week's show once I go back to the uh, – I want to get the title right because I I agonized over the title for a while. (laughs) (laughs) So next week we'll be talking about – the title of our topic is busting the, quote, I want WordPress so I'm not locked in myth. So <laughs> I'll just kind of – Oh, man. Yeah. So WordPress is super popular. We all know this. Uh, but we want to talk about if it's all it's cracked up to be. So, can I stand
1: uh, on a soapbox You can stand on a
0: soapbox. Absolutely. I'm, I'm also going to join the... us as well for that. So, okay. um, so yeah, we're, we're, we plan to destroy the notion that WordPress keeps you from being locked into a proprietary CMS. So <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun. So and the uh, notion that tuned. proprietary
1: CMSs are not all bad. I know, right? Uh, so
0: stay tuned. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll probably get some haters. So haters, gear up. It's okay.
1: I got I got a duster ready for them.
0: <laughs>
2: WordPress has applicable oh, we're scenarios. Not, we're not anti WordPress yeah, at all. I want to be clear. Right. We're not anti-WordPress. We're yeah. not
0: anti WordPress. We don't plan to be anti WordPress. Uh, no, we, that's not what we plan to we're be. We're anti ignorance about how the technology actually works and ignorance about the the business uh, logic going into these decisions. That's what we're anti. WordPress is fine. It has its place. So. Anyway, stay tuned. There's your teaser.
2: Stay tuned. <laughs> so excited. All right.
0: So, uh, some weekly inspiration to wrap up with here. So, let me get back to the screen I need to be on there. There we go. So, uh, mine is from Abraham Maslow, a uh, famous uh, psychologist, as we probably all know. In any given moment, we have two options to step forward into growth or back into safety. So, Ta-da. I don't know about you, but I choose growth.
2: Same. Okay.
0: <laughs> Depends on the situation. Depends. Uh,
2: mine
1: comes from Herman Melville. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs>
0: Wait a minute.
1: That's, that's a, different a different author. different author? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this, he wrote Moby Dick, though. I was going to say. I know that. <laughs> okay. <there.
0: laughs>
1: I was thinking that. Guys, I've been awake since 5 o'clock this morning. I have three kids I have to get to nine different places every morning. I'm a little exhausted. <laughs> this comes from Herman Melville. It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in... In imitation. Oh, I love
0: that. There you go. We just talked about that today, actually.
1: (laughs) Succeeding in imitation? I'm just kidding. No,
0: about uh, unique quality content. Yeah. Yeah. Being
1: original and unique and everything else. Love it. All right. Well, Well, we're at the end of the show, aren't we? We are. I'm telling you. I'm exhausted. Spin Radio (laughs) is brought to you by SpinWeb. Good thing
0: we're at the end then. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's brought to you by SpinWeb. We're a digital agency located in Indianapolis, Indiana, or on the web at spinweb.net. You can always send your questions or comments to radio at spinweb.net. I received nothing today, so we're good there. Um... Thank you again to Amy Metheral for handling our Twitter and for Nathan Stearns for handling our soundboard and equipment today. Thanks, Allison, for joining us and for chatting about our wonderful client. I almost said their name. (laughs) I am Abby Stearns. I am Michael Reynolds. And we are your hosts today and every day. Thanks again for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. And as you go about, again, watching some more football this weekend, it's important that you watch The Packers, because we need all the sport we can get.
0: This is me glazing over.
1: I don't even care. Um, We're in the playoffs. You're going to hear it for the next couple weeks. Yeah, they almost lost it last week. And guess what? But we didn't. I know.
2: I'm just... But we didn't. (laughs) It
1: was a good game. But we didn't. So we're going on. But as you're going about watching the football, don't forget to give someone a high five.